Hey, what's going on, everybody? Matt Holmes here with another awesome episode of the Vigilant Life Podcast. As always, we got another awesome guest for us today and another one that he and I have been kind of going back and forth, trying to find the time between our busy schedules, which I guess really is kind of a recurring theme, but not surprising because it's not like I'm trying to get people that live in their mom's basement and sit on the couch all day either because that's not really living a vigilant life. So everybody's busy, got businesses, family, whatever's going on. So I'll just kind of cut to it. Just going to introduce Tim Bamford. A lot of you guys probably have seen him and maybe don't know him directly, but know more of his brand of the grind athletics, which by the way, awesome, awesome stuff. My wife steals my shirt all the time. I have almost every pair of sweat shorts that they come out with sweatshirts, everything. So if you want some great, just every everyday gear and some uh, gym stuff, definitely check it out. But thanks so much, Tim, for uh, taking the time today. No, awesome to be here, man. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited to, to kind of see what we can, can chat about. Cause you know, I've been following you for a while, love a lot of what you say, you know, we kind of follow or know some of the same people, some people that, you know, you're kind of maybe more friends with and that I follow. So I know we're going to probably have some, some pretty interesting uh, conversations. And again, yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's Valentine's day. My wife's cool with me coming here and said, Hey, Sunday is the day we got to get this done. We're busy. You're busy. So appreciate you taking that time out today as well. Awesome, man. So let's just kind of get, get into it. Let's, I I know the conversation is really going to go a lot of different ways is just kind of what I'm expecting. We'll just kind of cut straight to it with, with that first one of like, what's a vigilant life really mean to you? Man, for me, a vigilant life is always being prepared. Um, You know, so many times in life we get coasting where we get comfortable, we get complacent. We think that things are flowing for me. I really embrace lately doing hard things, always being prepared. You know, I used to think that as I got older, I created great habits that I could just flip a switch and go into what I call kill mode. Then I realized that, you know, I'm 44, I'm not as strong. I'm not as tough. And I had to get back to doing hard things. So For me, I'm always prepared. Uh, And uh, the way I run my life, man, is that I'm always two steps ahead of myself and everyone else mentally. Like, I don't celebrate victories like a lot of people do. I always look for weaknesses and exposure because I want to be strong and ready and prepared and battle tested and hardened. So the way I run my life, man, is that I'm always two steps ahead of danger of what could go wrong of a fallback. Not so much a contingency, but... You know, there's so many times people celebrate and then they get boastful and arrogant or ahead of themselves. And they don't realize that they've built their foundation on a house of sticks. Mm-hmm. So for me, man, I'm always aware of danger. I'm always aware of what could happen. And I just stay ready, man, if, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. What are, what are some of those things that, that are, are there like kind of specific areas you're looking into? And I'm sure it's dynamic and it changes based on whether it's, you know, personal stuff, family, business, things like that. But what are, what are some of the areas that you see kind of common with a lot of people where they're like, Oh, this is great, but they're not looking at part of a foundation that is kind of weak and will crack under pressure. Yeah. I just see people making moves based off ego more than necessity. Like take my business, for example, I ran out of my house for four years, four years. I mean, I was blessed to have some space in my home, you know, the the ego side would be like, get a warehouse, man, be bigger than you are showcase, you know, where you're at me. I'm like, I'm moving to a warehouse in the last possible second I have to, because I need that money. I I don't have money. I'm doing it all myself. And, So, you know, I see people starting businesses and I understand that sometimes you got to stretch yourselves thin, but I see people taking out PayPal loans and, and Shopify e-commerce loans and jacking up credit cards to appear bigger to make these moves that are risky. And I get it, man. Like people say nothing ventured, nothing gained. Sometimes you got to have some ballsy moves, but I'm also a realist, man. And I'm, I'm feeding three mouths. I've got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. Like I don't have time for ego. I don't have time. I'd rather grow slow and steady and calculated and precise where, you know, my fallback has a fallback and that fallback has a fallback to where I'm, I'm battle tested, man. You, you can't kill me. 
And even if you do get a shot at me, you know, I, I can grow another limb and, 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 you know, bounce back. So it's just, it doesn't mean that my way is the only way, but that's the way for me is just to always have a, always be prepared, always be looking at, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses and your opportunities and where, where you're vulnerable. Yeah. And I think you hit it a lot and I can go into where, where I've had some experience over the past year, this was kind of the ego aspect of a lot of it, you know, some of it with kind of like how I'm doing the podcast on, cause it's not like this podcast, everybody knows like it's not, it's not what pays the bills for me. It's more of a passion project and something of a movement that I am pushing to grow into something, whatever that is eventually. But like my main thing is I have my advertising and my marketing agency. And at the beginning of last year, I was really kind of like, I was at a crossroads. Do I want to do this, that, like, am I kind of getting burnt out? And I kind of had to like, almost like relight a spark in a way of like, what am I doing? You know, what direction do I want to take? I don't want to just coast. It was kind of like the same thing every day and getting boring. And I started to look at other people and what some of these other agencies are doing, you know, building these big studios and doing all this different stuff and in-house and hiring all these people. I'm like, wow, that looks great. And it was like kind of exciting, but I had to stop myself. So it's like, it, it almost, it turned into more ego. Like when, when you're looking at something, is it something that's passionate and exciting and that you really want to do. And I think doing that, like you said, in a calculated way, whether it's a shoestring budget or some ways, you know, you do take on some, some loan of a, you know, line of a credit or whatever it might be to get there. But I think there is that line of is, am I doing this just pure ego? And a lot of when I was starting to think like, I'm going to do this and all these different things, like these other guys, I was like, took a step back. and, And one of my friends had said something in his, in his business, um, that kind of made me take a step back. And I was like, wow, this is really more ego driven to look and feel this way. And I was like, I, I think I would actually do the opposite. I feel more stressed. I'm like, God, this sucks. Now I'm in this position. I did all this and it's really not, it, it almost took me a, set, a little while to take that step back. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely ego driven, not a calculated move to do something to grow the business, you know, for my, for everybody. It's just really just ego at all. No, I I see it all the time. You know, here's the deal. I mean, everyone's going to relate to different things. I'm the kind of guy that I don't care if you're in your underwear, scratching your balls, sitting on your mom's kitchen table. If you can get me a return on ad spend and you can, you can pick up my phone calls and Mm -hmm. give me personalized attention and, and you're available 24 seven and you're in the, you're in the dirt with me, helping me grow and, and we're powwowing and we're killing it. I don't care what, where you're at, what you're doing. I'm buying you. I'm not mm-hmm. buying the persona. I'm not buying the fancy building. Yeah. Um, you know, but some people want that. Some people aren't going to take a chance on a new guy. So, you know, here's the deal. I think everything that we offer, whether it's a product or a service or an experience, it's going to attract your target audience. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm never going to attract the people that, that are looking for the cool guy or looking for the big name. You know, I'm not a pro bodybuilder. I'm not a, a multi-million dollar paid motivational speaker. I'm just some fucking dude from North Carolina, raising kids, loving our country, believing in, in hard work and building shit from the ground up. That's who I am. That will attract my audience. I don't try to be who I think my audience wants me to be. I only know how to be me by being me the right people will find me. There's certain people that are going to come to my page and see my brand and be like, eh, nobody knows this dude, or this guy's not famous. He doesn't have 200,000 Instagram followers. It's cool, man. I don't want those people. Yeah. I I want the people that, so I always tell people this, man, what kind of story do you want to hear? Do you want to hear, you know, I walked into a bank and got a hundred thousand dollar loan or I come from money and my dad lent me a hundred thousand dollars and I started a business. We were profitable in three months. Nothing wrong with that story. Banks are there for a loan. And if your parents have money, God bless you. Take it, turn it into a million. But the best stories I know start like this. I didn't have a thing. I didn't have shit. I didn't have money. I didn't really know what I was doing, but you know what I did? I grew a set of balls. I pulled the trigger and I got started. And people relate to that, man. Look, I'm I'm the American dream. I'm just some tattooed dude from North Carolina that started a business and it took four years to get it going. I showed the real, the raw, the authentic, the struggles, the sacrifice, the challenges, building it from 
flipping shirts out of my car at the gym to pound on the pavement at bodybuilding shows, schlepping bins from Florida to, to Pennsylvania full of apparel. And there's people who can relate to that, man. Like some mm-hmm. people will say, I'm never going to be a 260 pound bodybuilder. I'm never going to be a millionaire. I'm never going to have some multi-million person following Instagram, but I could do what that dude Tim did. What that guy Tim Grind did, that's relatable. So I've always believed that you can't be ego driven if you want to be real because people have to relate, man. Like here's a good story for you. I worked for a gym as a vice president of uh, 10 of 10 gyms. Right. And I was mentoring the owner's nephew and the owner's nephew had a lot of problems. Good kid, just trying to get his feet wet. And I kept trying to mentor him to be like his uncle who owned the gyms. And I kept setting the pace to be like your uncle. Here's what your uncle does. And you know, the owner of the gym, the uncle called me. He's like, Hey Tim, I get what you're trying to do with my, with my nephew, but dude, I'm so far removed from who he's going to be anytime soon. He needs just to emulate one of the other sales guys who shows up on time, puts in a hard day's work and gets Mm -hmm. done. That's the role model he's looking for. So that role model is real, relatable and achievable. So that's who I strive to be real, relatable and achievable. That makes sense. And I think that's where, and I'm sure, you know, you've seen it. I see like, when people are looking up to others where I think the confusion and almost like disservice goes is they're looking at that future pace, not all the shit that happened in between. Almost like, I think, you know, I I love, you know, you're, you're good friends. You know, I follow Andy and all that stuff. And that's one thing I really like with Andy and I wish he even kind of went a little bit more in depth where I really enjoy when he does where he's like, Hey, here's, you know, he gives kind of like the summary, but when I've heard him almost more in the past year where he's like, you know, this is before I got this awesome, like the house he lives in now and what he's building his cars. It's like, I lived in this small, you know, like small, I say in comparison, but you know, a smaller house compared to what he is now. And all the years before was like, I only made this, I did this, like, here's what it took. And I think more people need to do that of like, it's not an overnighter. You can look at what all these big brands are doing, you know, and that have built from the ground up, but seeing more of like, here's what it took, you know, this, these are all the things I did over the years and it didn't happen overnight. Like this is what it really takes to get there. Yeah. It's going to turn a lot of people away. And I think it should but I wish that was out there more. So where everybody sees almost like the end result of, you know, where they're looking to get to and then grow from there, not all that process in between. No, I love it, man. I mean, the nuts and bolts, man, the, uh, what it took to, to build. I mean, Frizella's an amazing guy. The, the challenge when you start following Andy now is it's besides telling stories, he's built it. So it's, yeah. it's hard. I mean, I started following Andy when he had like, like 275,000 Instagram followers. I think he's closing in on 2 million. Yeah. So when you're living the journey, you, it's a lot easier to show it. So now we're having to look back at a lot more flashback with Andy because he's built like a 250,000 square foot monstrosity. I mean, dude, he's a, he's a monster. Great, great dude. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's hard if you start following Andy to try to get the backstory because most people aren't going to scroll to day one on Instagram or day one of the MF CEO. And even when he started that, he was already successful, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I I mean, that's what we want to see, man. We want people to be real relatable and achievable. And, you know, to be where Andy's at now, he started that journey like 16 years ago. And that's what people need to realize, you know, that I started planning to be an entrepreneur to own my own company. When I was like 30, I started getting the idea to be self-employed and you know, a lot of people want to change their life today. I started working on changing my life 10 years ago so I could pull the trigger 10 years later. And mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I love it, man. The, the struggle, the sacrifice, the stories, everything. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I've talked about with working on more of it. It's not like I'm doing it. Like, of course, I, I'm doing it for a reason to like, let's say with the podcast in general and kind of the vigilant brand and all of that, like there is that movement and something I want to turn it into. And it's not like, oh, I'm doing it for just this one thing, but doing it to grow more of that movement, connect with more people. And I haven't done it enough. And it's just really, it's that mental battle of like, 
why the fuck does anybody want to listen to me? Like I haven't been there. I'm not there now, or I'm not like where I want to go. You know, when I get there, then I'll start doing more of that. Like no one wants to listen to it now where it's like, really the more I see where I do connect and I do share more stuff. It's like where I get more comments and I get more guys like, Hey, yeah, I totally am like right there with you. And, you know, I think that's great. Or they comment more and it's like the podcast starts growing more more people start listening. It's, it's it for me it's definitely that whatever that subconscious mental thing is it's like i just need to document more of it and share it and put it out there which the easiest way for me to do is the podcast but that can't be the only thing like that's to be the other stuff to do that gets people to the to the podcast like we're doing right now yeah i mean you got to bear your soul you got to talk about the struggles and the challenges and we all deal with confidence issues i mean when i started grind athletics and 2015, I didn't want to be the face of my brand. I said, you know, yeah, I've got a good physique, not the biggest guy. Yeah. I've accomplished some good successes in my life, but surely there's more people successful. And you know, why would anybody listen to me? What do I have to offer? And and then, you know, I I realized like to go back to Frizella again, Frizella used to give people the secret sauce, the secret of how to be successful. And he's like, look, man, I'm giving you guys the truth, the tools, the real world, practical applications to succeed. And he would say, 95% 95% of you fuckers aren't going to do what I tell you to do anyway. So mm-hmm. what, how I relate to that is that we all struggle with confidence and we don't realize that probably 95% of the people want to hear about how to break out of that. And it's going to be people like you and me who are on the rise, who are on the come up that they can relate. It's hard to flip on a TV and see a superstar, like, I don't know, LeBron James, like, how do you go from being a kid shooting hoops at the neighborhood playground? Yeah, you can idolize LeBron James, but there's a whole gap in between the kid on the playground to LeBron James in, in the you know NBA. So, you know, the role models they should be looking for would be the superstar in junior high, the kid that's a few years older that can teach them a few, a few tricks, a few moves. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why we all have to get some confidence and just pull the trigger and get started, man. And, you know, help people along the way. I'm a big believer in, in, in helping others. You know, I've, I've gotten somewhere and I feel like it's my honor and duty uh, to invest in others and help personally and professionally develop others. So they too can have a better life and be more fulfilled. And I think with, with some of that is, you know, as you and I talked, you know, through, through Instagram, how I'm in, you know, RTA with Ed and Andy and all that, you know, and I won't give away too much. I know, I know they're, they're very, you know, they want you to be in there. And this is kind of like for them only, but a few, it was about a month ago or a few calls ago, Ed came on and they were talking more about like how to grow kind of your social following and things like that. And he was talking with some of the people he's worked with or is working with and, you know, really related it to like, why do people follow some of these, like the biggest TikTokers and YouTubers on, and it's why is reality TV so popular? And, you know, we know a lot of the, TV is not really as much reality, but the big reason why people follow it and social and TikTok and all that it is, it's just documenting like, Oh, I really relate to this person, whether we're like, they struggle with some of the same things and you're sharing. And like, there's always something we can learn from everybody else, whether, you know, there's entertainment, you know, anything like that. And, and I think that that really kind of like opened my eyes up when, Ed went into talking about a lot of that stuff for an hour. Like here's, you know, we went into kind of some more tactics and strategy with it, but the base of it all was just documenting and sharing. And like, that's how you're going to get more people to connect with you, whether you have a brand of apparel or you've got a podcast or any other kind of a, a service business out there. I think that's what we're seeing more and more these days versus, you know, these brands that are like, it's a brand that's out there, not really a person or a story or some connection behind it. It's, I think more and more, and I think we're going to continue to see that with social media and all that is our more personal style brands, you know, the people that are behind them, like you said, for you, for example, you know, instead of not wanting to be out when you I'm sure when you started to kind of put more of that out there, it made a, a vast difference in the growth of the company. hundred percent, you know, and there's, I have customers who will probably never contact me, will never communicate with me. And, and that's 
that's perfectly okay too. But I really like having a small family feel to my brand. I think that people want that connection. They want the help, you know, like someone will message me and I hit him back on, on Instagram. They're like, dude, I can't wrote me back. And I'm like, why wouldn't I? I'm just a guy that sells t-shirts, man. Like not everybody wants to personally interact with the brand that they support, but it's nice to know that whoever you're spending your hard earned dollars with, that they give a shit about you, that they've got mm-hmm. time to answer you. And I know that these multi-million dollar companies can't always answer you. And there will be people that want to buy something because they just like it and they don't care about who runs the company. Um, I try to personally touch or impact everybody in, in that I can. And I'm blessed along the way that as I grow, I've been able to scale it and still have that personal touch with the, you know, answering comments back, answering DMs back. I've even gotten to the point where if you notice, I, I hardly even post in my feed anymore. I just don't like Instagram feed. I think it's just too polished, too professional. I'm not a big fan of showing the end result. I know the end result's important and I really like to write and share something of value, mm-hmm. but I find myself really geeking out on the day-to-day, the, the being in the dirt, the, the, the flow. I want to show people the process of like, you know, what we do because anyone can present a great image and a great finished product. And, and, and I do that because it's important too, but I'd rather show people the screen printing, the hand sketches, the driving my kids to school, you know, shooting BB guns with my son, put my wife through a leg workout at the gym. Like those are things I'm passionate about just sharing in the moment of what we're doing. Like that just excites me, like jumping in the cold water pool and showing people like this sucks, but I'm doing it and you too yeah. can do it. That's, that's the message I'm trying to get out there. And, and I tend to gravitate toward what excites me. I don't ever tell myself, Oh, you got to put a post up on your feed because people need to hear from you. I don't have anything to say or I'm not interested. I just don't. Um, and then the next thing I wanted to say too is what Ed was talking about. Um, you know, it's, it's so important when you, when you follow people or you see something, even if you're like, I don't know this person or I don't like this TikTok video, stop saying you don't like it. What's something you liked about it? What's something that you learned from it? I try to always dump the shit and try to find the gold in everything I look at, you know, so many people want to criticize others. Like, Oh, this is stupid. He's doing this dance video or he's talking like he's a gangster. Okay, cool, man. Dump the shit. What's something positive that you can get from that? What did you like? How did it impact you? How could you unique uniquely implement it to be something that is now you. So that's why I try to, you know, be open-minded with everyone's content that I consume. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, with, an interesting point with what you made, like when I make more of like a natural type post, like, Oh, here's something I thought and I wanted to write about and, you know, and I put a picture or whatever with it. So even if it's something just basic or when I do that versus, you know, just now before we started the call, I was posting some, uh, clips in my story. And then I was doing one for the feed for, you know, I make the trailers for the podcast and I put them out there and it's great. You know, it's good to put them out and it kind of teases it, but I, I've noticed I get more like interaction of like conversation with people or commenting back or, or just growth of things by, I guess the easy way to put it is like an engagement when it's not something like that. That's more of like a structure, like you said, polish, like it's just, Hey, here's what I'm doing. The more like I share the random stuff going on in our life and what we're doing and the struggles and this and that, like just really documenting the stuff of, Hey, here's, here's the natural part of it. It's better that way. Just see people interacting more. One of my, one of my, my friends that was on the, the podcast, um, Vincent Rocco Vargas, like he, I love when he posts on his Instagram or Facebook, like they'll do family photos and things like that. And he likes to post all the other one, you know, he'll post like maybe one of the, the final products of it, but then post all the other, like not so good looking ones in between. And I enjoy that more. And I think that's what people like to see is like, not just the finished polished part, but where's all like the bad screwed up photos and the crazy shit that everybody goes through in a day like that, I think makes things more real. And whether it's just you just being you out there and finding more like people to connect with and growing your kind of circle of friends to be around, 
or it is a brand, I think people connect with that a lot more that way. Yeah, life's not always perfect, man. You know, when we're going to do photo shoots, it's usually me, you know, getting frustrated with everybody. We got to go, we got to go. And, you know, the kids are kids are upset because I'm rushing them. And, we're you know, the wife wants to stop at Starbucks and we don't have time. It's just like, and then you show this pretty picture of like loving my family under these palm trees on the beach. You know, you know <laughs> I'd rather show the 30 minutes of hell it took to get here. So yeah. that makes sense, man. And, you know, we, most of us can't relate to picture perfect. Like I don't follow... I don't even know who I'm going to say the Kardashians. I, I don't even know about them, but I'm sure everything they show is like perfect. And that's cool that that might motivate some people, man. I just relate to the struggle, the process, the chaos, the, and, and just doing it anyway. So yeah, I like that, man. I never really thought about why we do it. I just do it. Cause it's like in the moment, I'd rather just show what I'm doing versus some kind of extravagant polished setup that I had to orchestrate and stage. And you know, some of my, some of my favorite pictures, are pictures when like a, a good friend of mine, Dustin, he shoots for us a lot or my wife, we do a, a lot of our own photography as well. And I got to tell you, man, my most favorite pictures are ones that I didn't know she was taking the picture. Like she'll capture the most intimate moment between my daughter and I, mm-hmm. and I'm just blown away. I'm like, we tried for 20 minutes to photo shoot and you just captured like the essence of a candid shot. And some of my most favorite pictures and best Instagram posts, as far as engagement likes and comments are like, me buttoning my son's shirt or me having a moment where my daughter and I are locking eyes talking. And, um, you, know, you just can't stage that man. And that's the connection that people can feel. It doesn't have to be uh, vocalized or, or written with words. They can just feel it in the picture. And I, I want more people to do that in the sense of, I feel there's so much with whether it's Instagram or social media in general, that it's just fake. You know, and I, I think it puts a, it does a disservice to a lot of people and really disconnects with reality and connections with ourselves and other people. So as that starts happening more, I think that will make more of a shift to not this, oh, let me stage this. Like I've started to hate it more. Like I'll see some photos where I'm like, oh, that's a fucking sweet car. Or like some cool like stuff that it's like, oh, that's awesome. Like that looks cool, whatever. But when I see a lot, I'm like, God, like, can you just take a real fucking picture for once? Yep. Like not staged everything. Like I know that shit ain't real. Like it's, it almost makes me want to vomit when that's all people do. It's like, you are fake to me. You know, the honest truth is that I changed my life about two months ago. I implemented this thing where I've never been a morning person. So I set the alarm for 6.15 every morning now. And no matter what, if I go to bed at one in the morning, two in the morning, it doesn't matter. I get up six, 15, seven days a week. And I challenge myself to give myself 10 seconds to get my feet on the floor. And I tell myself, like, if you lose, you've lost a day. Who wants to start the day with a, with a loss. Mm-hmm. And so I, my feet hit the floor in 10 seconds and I'm up. And I, the reason I tell you this is because I used to wake up and I jump on my phone and I find myself checking emails, um, scrolling Instagram. And I was miserable. And I realized that consuming content in the morning was a horrible way to start my day. And I've, I've played upon that more. I don't scroll anymore at all. I don't check my feed hardly ever. I don't check, you know, suggestions because I found myself unhappy. I started realize I started looking at myself and like, you know, these people have all these great, funny TikTok videos and all this polished content. And I started questioning myself, started doubting what I was doing. I thought my stuff was boring. I started comparing, you know, where I was at with other people. And I just realized that it's all bullshit. It's all, it's, it's nothing I want. So I've completely cleansed myself from any type of scrolling. It just, because I can't do it, man. It was starting my day in a negative tone and Mm -hmm. even consuming content and seeing what other people are posting. It starts affecting how I think what I want to post and, and my happiness. And I've basically completely cut out, almost all social media consumption besides interacting with my people and investing one-on-one with others. I just found myself not happy with myself because I was comparing myself to other we're doing not so much success, but just in general, like it just started to question a lot of things. Am I doing this right? Am I positioning my honest self the right way? And I'm just like, you know what, just do what feels right and stick to you. And I have my blinders on. Like a lot of people will message, you know, something stupid, like, Oh, you copied this person's clothing company or that somebody else's design style. It's like, 
dude, I don't even follow those people. You know, we're all doing snakes and skulls and flags and, and fire. And it's like, how original are we all? But you know, yeah. I truly, truthfully don't consume anyone's content because I don't want anyone's anyone's outside influence to influence what we do. So everything I do is uniquely me that feels true to my soul. And the reason I brought up that, that morning procedure is because I realized just how unhappy my process was making me with laying in bed, consuming content, scrolling, immediately jump on customer service issues, checking my ads for hate and negativity and trash talking. I'm like, you know what? Fuck them all. I'm waking up. I'm getting my ass out of bed. I'm going to put on my robe. I'm going to my pool to suffer in silence for three to 12 minutes in ice cold water. And I'm going to come inside, put on some music, make me a damn strong cup of coffee, have breakfast with my kids. And I outlawed TV and social media and any kind of electronics in the morning. And then I, I digest my breakfast and I get my ass to the gym and I train. And I've never been happier in my life. I love that. And, and I'm, I'm in the pro like, in the process of kind of redoing some of my stuff with our, our whole move and the craziness of like it totally, I have seen like physically and mentally a, a difference and a shift in me. And that's one of the biggest is like, I've, I've all notice and I try and get my kids and wife and everybody the same thing. Like if you get up and you jump straight to phone, whether it's like checking email, scrolling through, like whatever it might be, just that consumption, I think for one, like you said, if you have your blinders, like you have your set, this is what I'm doing. Here's my intention for the day. It completely diverts from that. Cause then you're looking, you're looking at other stuff. Like it could be whether, you know, cause we're both in service. Like if there's a, an issue with like for me with a client or this, or, you know, like you, you get something back customer service wise. It's like, Oh my God, like not to say don't, there's a time and a place for that, but starting the day isn't that and starting to scroll through and commenting and all this stuff where if that's like you get up and you do that one or two things that are with intent to start your day on the right path. I think it, you know, not only think like I, I know it makes a huge difference. You know, for me, I was now we've got, you know, the, the garage and I'm getting the home gym finally set back up and everything since it's heated and I can, work out in the garage when it's super cold, getting up, you know, taking my dog out, heading out there first thing, putting on some music and getting into it instead of checking emails while I'm doing it. Like the workout alone is going to be a difference. You know, I was also waking up and doing like five minute cold showers, like the first thing I would do every day. And man, does that, does that make a, a difference in and of itself of just kind of setting the the mental the body right you know the physical and the mental aspect and then i told my wife too i said you know i want to start getting up and you know get my workout in and then i'm going to make breakfast you know for the kids every morning and that's now we're kind of getting more into the routine in the house now things are getting more unpacked that i gotta sit down today and figure out okay what do, what do i want to get and keep in the fridge for the week and start implementing that. So I can start building that time with them and not have my phone be sitting on my phone doing that. And then it's like, okay, now they're fed, take them to school. Now let me get ready and let me head to the office, you know, to start doing, then checking emails and doing whatever I need to do for the day before the kids get out of school, I head home and start doing more family stuff after. Cause for me, my, my, you know, people are like, Oh, you know, like your work day short, like I, it is and it's not you know because i'm still always kind of on and there's i'm sure you you can relate to in ways like it's hard to turn off at times but i've really built to where like i have a specific time where it's like i really just want to focus on work other stuff's pushed aside sit at the desk and then the second half of my day is more like hey what do we need to do with family like the stuff at the house picking up kids getting dinner going, you know, like, are there errands, especially with seven kids, like there's shit to do that. That's, that takes up a lot of time in and of itself right now. So the, the schedule and, and routine and saying no to certain things or having certain times to do stuff. I, I think again, not, not a thing. Like I know for me personally, 
And I'd be willing to bet for a lot of other people, if they started to do that, they would notice a world of difference in their, I think, mental health and, and everything in general. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to control your variables or they control you. I always tell people, you know, it's always better to act versus react. And time management is something I've struggled with. Anyone that knows me would tell you that I'm the hardest charging, toughest, but fairest leader and I work, wake up to sleep, but I've always struggled with time management. I've got this disease where I'm like, Oh my God, an email came through. I got to answer it. You're like, I don't know how to back burner stuff. It's like, it like burns a hole in my brain of like, get this done immediately. Mm-hmm. So I've had to struggle to really try to time manage my life better and realize that there's a time and a place for everything. You know, if, if, like you mentioned, if you open up those emails in the morning and you have an upset customer or you have a missing package, you know, next thing you know, you're down a rabbit hole. And then you open up an email from somebody that you haven't even had a chance to service and they're pissing in your Cheerios. Then you're setting a horrible tone for the day. I'm a big believer in quality versus quantity. Like if I give my kids 15 minutes at the kitchen table where we talk and we eat and we converse with no Nintendo switch, no phones, no devices, just communication. That 20 minutes is, is amazing. And it's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And I challenge everyone who's just waking up, just line themselves. They're not a morning person or they're just grumpy in the morning. Like it's your process. It's, it's what you're feeding your, your mind, your body and your soul. And uh, you're like, my morning time now is it's my church time. It's, it's gospel. It's uh it's non-negotiable. I don't share it with anyone. I am selfish with myself and my family and my preparations in the morning. Look, I work, wake up to sleep seven days a week. Like if I get a customer service email Christmas day, I was doing customer service emails. You, you message us about an exchange on a Sunday, you're going to get an answer on a Sunday. And, and that blows people away. But I've had to learn that if I don't, set boundaries and at least have some time for myself, I start losing what matters most, which is my family time, my sanity time. And, mm-hmm. and if I'm not right, I can't be right for other people. Yeah. And I just had uh, the, the last podcast I posted was with a buddy of mine, Paul Morton. We talked very similar with some of those things of like, he puts it as like boredom and like burnout. You know, he's like boredom, like when you're not doing shit, like that's where you get in trouble. Like you're not really going forward and then burnout of like not having those, those kind of boundaries where you're going to get to a not great place either. And he's like, you know, always kind of about that in between. And yeah, you know, I think we, in the areas that are important to us, sometimes families getting a bit more, sometimes, you know, personal or relationship. And then sometimes like business, like one or two areas are always going to have a little bit more than others. But yeah, I can, I can agree where I've had times where it's like, you know what I need to like, put the phone away. I need to like slow down or I'm going to burn myself out by just trying to push, push, push. And then my family's not getting all of my intention and other things aren't getting taken care of. Just the same as I can spend too much time on myself and, and with the family and all that. And it's like, Hey, you know what? Like the business, you can do a lot by itself. I have people that work for me out, but they're still like, if I'm not in there doing a hundred percent of what my part is, it starts to kind of slow down and suffer in that way too. So it's like, you really got to find that in between. I think like you said, it's, it's really, uh, it's having kind of some of those routines and the things where it's like, here's those non-negotiables that I make sure I do every day. Cause that it's almost like a default to make sure you really kind of stay in those, in the lanes and you're not too far to one side or too far to the other with, some dynamics that change day to day, week to week, but here's are the main things, you know, I was going through, I've got my, my remarkable notepad here where I was like, all right, let me w- write down some of my non-negotiables and like my, my journal entry for the day. Cause that's something I'm trying to like not have stuff sit in my head too much and kind of get it out on pen and paper, this digital paper. And I'm like, all right, here's some non-negotiables, like, you know, training every day, whether that's with weights, cardio, mobility, stretching, like taking that me time, you know, 10 minutes of, you know, some visualization or meditation, you know, doing at least one thing for like my wife and family every day, you know, at least one thing, you know, spending that time. And I'm going to write some other things of like, you know, this time of the day, like my phone gets shut off, you know, I don't check it before this time. Like here's some 
non-negotiables that I stick with and no matter what's going on or what, you know, is getting more focus over the other at that time, like these are the things to keep me in that in-between place. But see, even being conscientiously aware of that, dude, that puts you in a class above so many other people. So many people are walking through life unhappy Mm -hmm. and miserable and depressed. And they don't even know why, because they're not controlling their day. Their day is controlling them. Just, um, you know, I always like to tell people I'm ever evolving, ever improving. I think if, um, if you were to kind of ask somebody like, Hey, what's it doing? Instagram stand for that, that grind guy. They'll tell you like that. I'm all about personally and professionally bettering myself and challenging myself and talking through my struggles and challenges out loud to be better. And that's what I geek out on, man. Like the biggest role in my old career as a vice president of 10 gyms was personally and professionally developing others and and leading others. And when you jump into being self-employed, I've got a great team. I've got a team that work for me, that work with me that are are loyal and they are my ride or die, but I I miss developing others and Mm -hmm. investing in others. So I invest in myself a lot and I share my investments to help other people as well. But a lot of people do, they're walking around. They don't realize they feel like hell because of how they're starting their day or what they're consuming or, or their time management or, you know, their, their allotment of hours into this versus this. And it's great to see you're even jotting it down and asking yourself those difficult, difficult conversations, man. That's, that's everything. Yeah. Cause I, I think people don't, don't see from you know that they're not taking that like that check for themselves of the person cutting them off or like all the shit you can't control really i think is the easy way to put it whether it's what somebody said or what was on the news or not on the news like all of this stuff that yeah of course i get passionate and get kind of upset about certain things that are going on in the world right now however not letting those control you by having these things. Here's what I'm doing for myself. And then no matter what else is going on, we're, we're not perfect. So we'll have our moments, but you can get back to that center pretty damn quick and not really get out of it very easy if you stick to those things. And and I really, I think I have to push on like the non-negotiables, like you said, getting up, whether you're up at one, eight, you know, you're up till four o'clock in the morning, you're going to be up at six fifteen. you know, like, not like, well, today, like, no, like the hundred percent, oh God, if I could remember what book this was, but it was in a chapter where he talks about like hundred percent of the time is easier than 99%. You'd think like, well, how's that? Well, if you're really trying to be the best version of yourself, be better today than you were yesterday, that hundred percent is going to get you there. Not 99, not 95, not 90, you know, and whatever that looks like to you on the non-negotiables and the things you will be doing in your day to day, sticking with those, I think is, is really what matters. And I can say for me personally, like here's my first draft of, of what I'm taking account as my non-negotiables. I know it's going to change and things like that. It might, you know, it's the draft of it, but not throwing it out the window at the same time. Like, Oh, you know what? Like I'm going to add this thing or I'm going to adjust this to, to as long as it's an improvement, not something to take away of like, Oh, that's too hard. Or I'm going to kind of take that. Cause uh, I don't know, you know, it's challenging and, and really making it easier on yourself. I think that's not what to do, but if you adjust what those non-negotiables are for your day-to-day life, for the betterment of yourself and the improvement, that's, I think that's going to be the most powerful thing. And knowing that it's not a hundred percent set in stone when you're just trying to figure it out, just like you can go into the gym, but like, here's my workout or here's my workout for the month. I fucking guarantee you're going to adjust some of it. Cause a nagging injury might come up or there's this, or there's that, or you know what you want to do this exercise instead of that one, or someone's using the fucking squat rack. So you got to go use this instead. Like that's how it is, but you didn't give up on that workout either. You still went in, still got done what you needed to do. You just kind of had to adjust around. I think that's a great analogy for really the day to day with life is you're still getting in and getting the shit done a hundred percent to your abilities might not have been the best lift day you've had, but you still gave it a hundred percent and you didn't 
say, you know what, it's cool. I can take today and drop from that hundred to the 99%. I went through it this morning. I mean, that's a great point you brought up about that hundred versus 99. I woke up at 615, put on my bathrobe and my wife's slippers because I still don't have slippers. <laughs> I stood by the back door at 617. And I started to tell myself like, hey man, you were up late last night. You had your Saturday night drink. You lifted all this week. You know, you should get back in bed. You know, around that time, my son and my daughter crawl in bed with us and they fall back asleep. And I got my Kane Corso and my new Frenchie puppy in bed. So it was like a party in the bed. And I was like, dude, go, go back to bed, man. And I, I hesitated to get in the pool. I hesitated to go out the back door. And then I got just disgusted with myself. I'm like, so you know what I did? I went out in that pool and I made myself sit there for triple the time. I punished myself. I was at 36 degrees out today. Water was 47 degrees. My goal was to stay in for three minutes because I allowed weakness and negativity, mediocrity creep in my mind. I sat in that pool for nine minutes and fucking suffered. Mm -hmm. And I did it because the next time I hesitate, I will tell myself last time you hesitated, you, you had a harsh punishment for your hesitation and you had to go from three minutes to nine minutes. So I will never allow doubt and weakness to creep into my mind next time. Because if I do, I will enforce the penalty upon myself, which is triple the suffering. It's hard to get to that point where you hold yourself accountable, but I was just angry with myself. So I, I paid the price, you know? And I think people that wouldn't understand it, be like, man, that sounds harsh. Like that, that doesn't sound very positive or it's going to get you. But I can guarantee like when I've done those things of like, no, like, fuck you. Or like, as Andy calls it, you know, the bitch voice, when you go against that and you do those things that, you know what, I'm going to push even harder. Like, so I'm going to do the nine minutes. So I'm going to do like, you know, do five extra sets, like whatever it might be, or, you know, read extra, like whatever, like you're, you push further, the person you start becoming and that little deposit you make is like it is that much further it's not a negative and you'll see when you start doing it the positive that it makes on you is like holy shit like that's where you start pushing and you know becoming the best version of yourself yeah and i'm never negative with myself i'm not like wow you're such a pussy get in there you're <laughs> weak like i don't i don't talk to myself of hate i'm just like you let doubt creep in your mind. You try to take the easy road. The, 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 the self-inflicted price for trying to take the easy road is you take the road three times harder. Yep. Next time you want to take the easy road, it, it, it'll never even, it'll never even come into your mind it, it, to take the easy road the next time. So it's not so much like a negative it's, or a hate thing. It's a condition in myself that as soon as I start thinking one way that I need to immediately go the other. And, and after that, like how hard is it going to be uh, to do a 20 hour work day? How hard is it to pull an all nighter? How hard is it to work seven days a week? When, when you, when you're suffering in the second, the second process, it strengthens you to me. You can be strong doing easier things down the road, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you brought up a good point earlier too. You brought up a good point about letting certain things control you or if someone cuts you off and you get pissed off, you know, something I've always challenged myself upon is real growth comes from reacting differently. Like the old me would get very angry with people and let their actions control my mood. Now I tell myself like, Hey man, if you let that get to you, you're, you're letting them win. You know, I don't get a lot of hate on social media, but every once in a while I'll share a comment with my wife and uh, you know, my wife's like a jellyfish, man. She kind of floats through nothing ever bothers her. She goes with the flow. <laughs> Everyone leaves her be, everyone loves her. She's just like, she just goes with the, with the current me, man. I'm like fighting it all the time. And I'll read a comment to my wife. She's like, Oh my God. Like, do these people even know you? Like, how could they be so hateful? Like, what did you say back? I'm like, nothing. I just deleted it. And she's like, how can you refrain? I'm like, how can, how could I e even engage with that person? Like, why would I waste my time? Like, even if I give them my time, I've lost that time. So I've lost. So I've challenged myself to think different and be different and react different. And, and to me, if you always respond and react the same way, you're not ever evolving. You're not ever improving. I've had, again, I've had to check the ego at the door. Like, you know, it's not about how big you are and how strong you are and how tough you are and how scary you are. And people should be respectful of you. That, that stuff's for the 20, 30 year old mentality. You know, I'm a 44 year old father to me. 
I'm not going to let you win and I'm not going to let it ruin my day. So, you know, I just piss on it and walk away. And uh, it's awesome to get to that point where you're truly, you know, uh, people use the word unfuck with the bull. Like is people say zero fucks given. Look, we all give a fuck. We all care when someone doesn't like us. We all care when someone's got something negative to say. And it, it gets in my head for 30 seconds or so. And then I just delete it and I move on. I will not let that person win. I've, I've learned to control my emotions and control my emotional intelligence uh, along the way. It, it, it's um, it's great to get to the point where, yeah, it still bothers me, but I, I forget about it and I walk away. And um, you know, two life rules I live by is, um, and I've I've adapted uh, heavily into my life is never be afraid to say no. I, I love to say no to people when I have to say no to people. And uh, my second thing is silence can never be misquoted. I'm silent a lot. And that silence to me just means that I don't have anything to share with you. And if I do, it's going to be misconstrued and taken out of context. So when I give you a big fat silence, it's just my, it's my disinterest in engaging. Mm-hmm. And um, so for you young bucks listening out there, start to learn the power of no, telling someone, no, I can't do that today or no, I'm not gonna be able to help you with that. And second, not every question or comment or, or engagement needs an answer silence is golden, man. Like you can't say Tim said this, Tim said that, you know why? Cause I said nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't agree more, especially on, on the silencing and certain people, you know, I can, I, when you're saying that there's certain things in my life right now where I'm like, Oh man, like I, I could picture uh, people where it's like giving the silent treatment. They're just like, you know what? I'm not going to engage. Well, put their story or whatever it is to it. And it's like, well, I didn't say like, that's their story. Like that. I didn't say anything like how, like, okay. You know, like you, there's really no meat on the bones with it. Um, so people can try all they want. It's like, well, I, I didn't say that. Like, okay, that's how they want to put it or how they feel. And then, you know how you said that the zero fucks you know i've got some shirts or you know like right here behind me i got a, a picture uh that my buddy did that says zero fucks and it's like of course like i totally care and it's not like oh i don't care about anything like it's more of if the more i can kind of get to that place i think there's a place of uh almost zen i guess in a way of like it doesn't matter you know i can blow it off doesn't matter what that person says or you know what that didn't work that was a the shit idea in the end well great fuck it i'm gonna get back up and try something else instead you know go with the next idea or this didn't work that didn't work this person's pissed off you know well that's there that's them whatever you know like i'm not gonna let it bother me or even myself like if i start to say something that's not positive or growth oriented or, you know, thoughts, feelings, whatever for myself is like kind of getting more to that place of almost, you know, an easy way to put it of a zero fucks. You really start to become unstoppable. Um, and I think more in a, a calm centered place. It's a great place to strive to be. I mean, I think it's a great quote. My, my, I've seen a lot of apparel with the zero fucks given mentality and it's great. Like I, I support it. I guess I've gotten a point where I have um, less of a fuck given. So I don't know if I'll ever get to zero, but um, you know, I don't think it's cheesy or tchotchke. I, I think it's a great place. I mean, I've never met anybody that, that truly didn't care. You know, yeah. with, uh, with somebody said, man, zero fucks, like, sorry, man, but we all have some level of a fuck given. Yeah. It's almost but- like, you know, striving to be successful. Like, are we ever really we're never really made it to be like, Hey, I made it. I'm, I'm at the success. I'm at the top. Like it's never, it's the continual improvement. I think that's where it is. It's like, it's something that's unattainable, but a reminder to continue to do what you can to get to that point. Right. Just like the best, like we'll never be the best version of ourselves. Like I will never die. You're like, yep, I made it. Because no, we raised the bar. Myself. Time to get to the goal. The bar's already been raised for me. I tell myself this, 10 minutes engaging with an idiot is 10 minutes that I can't put my daughter to bed. It's 10 minutes. I can't give my daughter a bath. It's 10 minutes that I can't, you know, come up with a new idea for my brand. So my time's very valuable, man. We have 168 hours in a week and that, that time for me, I mean, I could break it down to work, sleep, family time. And, um, I refuse to give somebody any of my time 
for things that don't matter because I tell myself like, there's nothing to win. You, you're not going to win with this person. Go put your daughter to bed, you know, go uh, play with your son, you know, go do Legos or, you know, go have a Nerf gun human hunt war at the house. And that's, that's 20 minutes that matter to me, man. Not, not arguing with somebody on, on, on the, in a yeah, port, under- scrolling through the feed, like you were saying, any of that stuff. And I've started to do more of that of like, you know what, I'm not going to engage in, in this, you know, argument or it, I think it's even, <laughs> I don't even think it deserves the, the title of an argument a lot of times with how things are going now. So what I've started to do, cause I, you know, very much with the brand and like what I put out there and, and my kind of thoughts or feelings, especially with everything going on, you know, I've, it's either like, you know what, whatever, I just leave it, let it be. I'm not going to get into that with people over the internet where it's either I leave it or it's something of a topic for me to come out and talk about. Like on my Instagram story last night, uh, coming back from the story, I was talking about the whole double masking and all this shit. And it was like, instead of arguing with somebody back and forth, it's like I use it as a time to just put it out there and it's like either people are going to like it they're not going to like it whatever it's my spare time and it's not me sitting there arguing with somebody you know so it's almost like a different way if you do feel and you have things to say i think maybe finding them in a a better way to put it out there or if it's you know what this just isn't worth my time and i'm just gonna let it go and not argue with anybody not post about it or whatever it might be or if there is like then finding that way to where it fits within you, where it's not a negative draining and killing time that you'll never get back. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are using social media platforms to talk about great things like loss of freedoms and, and such. So I love it. Um, those are important messages, but uh, you know, trying to persuade someone into your beliefs and your opinions yeah. of, you know, Trump versus Biden mass versus no mass. Yeah cool man like you believe what you're gonna believe i believe what i'm gonna believe um it doesn't really change anything arguing with people about it um, exactly yeah. people doing things on the front line to make our country better with freedoms and liberties and and, and working together i definitely do not want to get into political conversation but just look at the last four years man we've had a bunch of grown children being paid high salaries to basically try to topple a leader. They've done nothing for a country in four years, but argue like little children mm-hmm. and waste billions of taxpayer dollars to do nothing for America. And, yep. you know, why would we want to engage in that same back and forth banter with people who are trying to have better lives? So I don't engage and I've had a few people, how can you use your platform to talk about masks and coronavirus and Trump and the, the, the election? Because that's, I have my beliefs, you have your beliefs it's not going to change anything. There's plenty of people doing that. I, I want people to come to my page and, and leave better. I want them to come away with how to be a better dad, how to, how to feed your family better, how to have a positive mindset. Um, and I can't help people if I'm just arguing and engaging and, and, and trying to, to win. Like, dude, no one's ever gone on Facebook and being like, wow, I was pro Trump until I read this post and now you made me pro Biden. Like it doesn't happen. So yeah. You know, or you didn't get a medal cause you won an argument either. Yeah, I, I'd rather, I'd rather change somebody's life in a positive way than win an argument. So I use my platform to, I mean, like we could talk about Frizzella again, educate, impact, inspire, or entertain people. If, if your page doesn't educate, impact, inspire, or entertain people, then what are you doing? You're arguing with people, man. And like, I've had friends who were, fr- who I had friends and not my friends anymore who would dump their problems on me in the morning and, and always live in that perpetual state of problems. Like they thrived in chaos and problems. I, I can't have the, those people in my life because I don't have any problems. I just have solutions and I work on the solutions every day. So I, I don't think the social media platform of arguing about masks is really doing anyone any good. And you know, but you're not worried. You're not fighting for our freedoms. Hey man, then don't wear a mask, go out and don't wear a mask. Like I saw that great post with Tom Brady. Someone said that it was a picture of him not wearing a mask. And someone says that he, they called him a mask hole said that he wasn't using his platform to, you know, spread mask awareness and make a statement. And everyone's like, no, he absolutely was making a statement by not wearing a mask. He didn't have to talk about, 
why he should wear a mask. He posted a picture of himself not wearing a mask. That was a very strong statement. Yeah. And um, like, if you see me post in the grocery store, I'm not wearing a mask. If I have Brutus and my little Frenchie in the grocery store, you know, I don't have to be like, Hey, I'm in the grocery store. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm just in the grocery store, not wearing a mask. And that's, yeah. that's the, that's the position that I, that I take with my stance on that. Yeah, I agree. And I think like you, you brought up with Andy, you know, he puts out there and he doesn't really argue and do any, like, like you said, it's educated. Like here's, here's his views. Here's, you know, backed by actual stuff. He, he talks about, it and it's like, Hey, you either like, it's up to you guys. Like you fucking believe it. Not like whatever. I'm not here to argue or try and convince you. I'm just putting it out there. And that's pretty much it. And I'm, I'm finding kind of that in between with all this of, you know, really it's about building a visual life, like being better today than you were yesterday. Like, that's it. Yes, maybe we talk about certain things with viewpoints at times, but it's not all that. A lot of it, like what we've talked about this whole time has absolutely nothing to do with what fucking political or this or that. Like, it doesn't matter whether you like a mask or not. Like, we should all be, what What are you doing today? What are your non-negotiables to make your life better today tomorrow the next day the day after like that's what it is i mean we've been through two i was through 2008 with you know the economic recession two terms of obama um you know four years with clinton i mean i'm i'm, I'm 44 i'm 44 years old i've been through lots of leaders At the end of the day man i'll feed my family i'll provide for my family i'll, I'll protect my family there's an office it doesn't matter at the end of the day i'm gonna make it work man if i have to work two jobs you know a man has no business being home his, his family's not provided for and yeah. um no i don't rely on anyone else to uh to help out but myself yeah i agree i agree i think that that's a perfect uh a perfect place for us to kind of wrap wrap everything up so i knew you got your day busy and all that stuff where should everybody go to follow you more, support you, all of that stuff? I know I mentioned in the beginning, but I want to bring it up here at the end too. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Really the only place you're going to find anything of um, consistent content will be Instagram. Uh, we're at The Grind Athletics. And, um, you know, you can check out my feed. But if you really want to see who we are, what we stand for, what we're doing, you know, my stories are where it's at. I, I keep that pretty well flowing. And, um, Besides that, you know, I'm, I'm busy working, man. You know, I'm not a social media guru. I'm, I'm building brands, you know, where we've got, uh, you know, a team of employees, a huge warehouse. We got orders to ship. So most of the time I'm, I'm head down in the trenches doing my work. Uh, I wish I had more time to be the, the social media guy, but if you get, if you DM me, you're going to get an answer. If you leave a comment, you're going to get a response and it's me. It's if you email me, it's me. If you email customer service, it's me. You're getting me. I don't have any layers. If um, I have two employees that are great and a few people I outsource some work to, but what you get is you're getting me. Yep. I love that. And it is, you know, it is true. Like you guys definitely impressed me from the start uh, when I started following. I was like, you know, I'm going to buy some of these badass shorts, you know, and then getting, getting a, you know, a little handwritten note of, you know, appreciate you spending your hard earned money on us. I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. You know why I like people doing their own fulfillment on stuff too. Cause you get that personal touch. I get, you know, pros and cons to both, whatever. It's not nothing against people that don't do it, but I love how you guys are the ones there. You guys are doing it. You've got an awesome team and yeah, you guys go support, go support for sure. No, there's some great people doing fulfillment and there's nothing wrong with fulfillment for me. Um, I want to control all my variables. I want my hands on in every aspect. Um, and for me, you know, to be able to ship fast, um, same day shipping, nine am cutoff, six days a week, you know, free stickers, handwritten, uh, letter of gratitude. Like those are the, the variables that I want to control. And it's, it's been hard to scale, but mm -hmm. it's, it's my greatest joy. To I be think able it makes a world of difference. And that's, you know, as I grow the podcast and I want to have, you know, shirts, you know, I've got the hats and sweatshirts and t-shirts now. And that's, that's what I wanted. I don't want other people to be doing the fulfillment because, you know, whether it's myself or eventually, you know, having some of my kids help with that and having that as a, a bonding kind of experience with, if, if they want to, you know, writing notes or, or my wife or whatever it is, I think that's, to me, that that's uh, enjoyment of it, and it, again, it's personal preference to each. It is, man. You're each their own. I mean, that you're 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 developing your kids by action. I mean, it, it only takes everything our kids see us do by actions is who they should strive to be. And I constantly try to set the example for my son. So 
by being able to show them how businesses are built and having them ingrained in the business, even if it's just, you know, helping load up the, the mail or carrying bins or anything like that, man, it's important for them to see what hard work is and, and, and how we support the family. I love it, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your wisdom and all this stuff with me on a, on a Sunday morning. Yeah, buddy. I appreciate the time, man. I wish you continued success in all your endeavors and uh, thanks for the chat, man. I appreciate the uh, exposure. Yeah, no, thank you, Tim. And you guys definitely go check, check out, um, you know, all, you know, follow, follow Tim and the grind athletics on Instagram. I can't say enough. The shirts are amazing. Sweatshirt shorts, all that stuff. If you're looking for just general awesome gear to wear or stuff within the gym. Um, and as always, thank you guys for tuning into another episode. If you enjoyed it, liked it, got something from it, leave a review, let me know, share it with somebody, anything like that. The whole word of mouth thing is really how it gets out there and how it's going to grow. But again, I appreciate you guys spending your time, which is limited to listen to the podcast. So thank you guys. And thank you again, Tim. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time, dude. Have a great uh, rest of your Sunday. You too.